0: I go? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Michelle Kanan, and you're listening to the Radically Selfish podcast. Radically Selfish is a movement, it's a personal revolution. And so I'm talking to women that have personally revolutionized their own lives and taken back the definition for what it means to be happy, healthy, and to do things their own way. Fuck what society tells you to do, you get to live the life that you want. In this episode, I'm interviewing spiritual mentor, Maria Christina Gabriel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Radically Selfish podcast. This is Michelle Canaan, and I'm really glad that you're here with us today. I am talking to a beautiful curly hair goddess <laughs> <laughs> that I've been getting to know uh, since she moved to New York City from Germany um, one or two years ago? Two and a half two, Oh, years. wow, two and a half years. Yeah. This is Maria Christina Gabriel, who is a spiritual mentor, which we'll get into. So we'll let her tell us all about her work and her energy and what she does for herself and for other people. And um, we just finished recording a powerful meditation that she walked us through. So when you guys are finished listening to the podcast, you can check out the video on the show page as well. Um, But I'm just going to dive in because spiritual mentor, it sounds like pretty epic. (laughs) And I really would love to allow you to introduce yourself and tell people what is a spiritual mentor? What do you do? What are you on this planet bringing about from other worlds for people?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much for having me and just beautiful introduction. Yeah, my... My path actually led me through so many different cultures, um, countries, traditions in my life so far. And the the actual path to become a spiritual mentor happened about four years ago, um, 2014, when I ended my career in corporate business, in media business, and really decided that this is something that's not just a side thing for me to do, it's something that comes from my heart, that gives me so much fulfillment to help other people, guiding them through their um, life journey, actually, finding what purpose do I have, how do I actually live up to my own ideas of a fulfilled life, of embodying who I am, of being aligned. And I believe that for me, for my personal path, it has been integrating all these different traditions, Western, Eastern, Um, modern approaches, very old traditions, shamanic uh, traditions, and making it into a very accessible, modern path of energy work. Something that we can actually work with today, that we do not need to have all these retreats outside in Bali on beautiful islands, uh, living it to the fullest and coming back to our normal day, everyday life, and feeling like a little bit bummed. Like, how do I hold the space for myself? How do I learn to really be aligned with who I am? And this is what I really teach people in mentoring sessions, in readings, to understand the energy bodies, to understand what they need in order to feel the the fullest, the most alive they can. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I know that
0: is something uh, that a lot of people seek for or that um, they have that experience. It's like, even if you don't do energy work, you know yeah. when you go on a, vac- <laughs> on a vacation and then you and it's amazing and then you come back and you're just like dropped into your yeah. normal life and you're like, how do I keep that vacation vibe going? Exactly. Um, so it's not even that someone has to be very far along in that journey to totally understand what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And it's a feeling at the end. It's, it's always how do I feel in this experience? And I mean, it's all these you know gurus and, and spiritual teachers out there. Everybody can tell you something, but if you don't feel it for yourself, and if you don't have that momentum going, it's really hard. You cannot just intellectually go through it. You really have. You need this body to feel it. Mm-hmm. So tell me, or tell everybody, what your work
0: does. Like, what would it mean to work with a spiritual mentor? Like, how do you help people
1: tap into that? Yeah, the range of people that I work with is actually from like 18 year old getting out there in the world trying to understand what am I going to study, who am I going to become for my career, up to people who maybe are up in their 40s um, and and starting a whole new life experience for themselves. So what happens is even before we um, get on a mini call to get to know each other, people's Already feel that they are longing for something. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this you know? People that come to me have this experience of something is missing, mm-hmm. something is not feeling the way mm-hmm. I want my life to be, and so we start with really looking and have like a check-in of what's going on right now. How do you feel in your body? How do I f- how do you feel in a spiritual connection? Do you actually feel there's more to your life than what you can you know touch and what your uh, paycheck gives you at the end of the month? So. Um, it's really all about having that check in in order to understand the progress that's going to happen. And then we tap into those fields that don't feel aligned, where you see there's masses that could be. I, I have a lot of root chakra work. So, finances, um, financial business, how am I in my um, relationships, uh, my romantic relationships, but also my family, my uh, siblings, my friends. Um, what's actually holding me back to be very open with them, to speak my truth with them? Because I, I love this sentence of like, we think we are so spiritually awake and then we go home to our parents. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's, I'm not as far as I thought I am. I'm like back to being that small child or that girl. So yeah, that's always a good point to start and to really see where am I at in, in real life and what is my inner vision of how my life could feel like uh-huh. and aligning those two so you could even <laughs> say
0: that until you're like totally cool with your parents you still have a <laughs> lot of work
1: to do with yourself so right probably, yeah if you're if you have you know resistance to really being open and speaking your truth to the people around you especially those that are really close to you there is something missing probably you know the the most packed um lecture i
0: ever was at was um being an adult Next to your parents. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think, like, everybody can relate to having that problem. I call it with my clients, like, going back to ground zero, you know, like, where you learned everything about relationship and identity and love and and at the same time being able to realize that, like, that was – your parents version of they Mm -hmm. they taught you the best that they could but now you're living your own life and you're an adult and you get to decide how you want it to be and how do you not only come to an agreement with them because it's it's not about making them happy anymore but letting
1: that go and just you know being your full self even if they want something else for you absolutely and i think that's actually like a rebirthing process we go through one or you know the other time in our lives and it happens or it might happen more than just once that we feel okay. I'm I'm starting to really become me, the version that I think I am, and not what my parents wished for me, not what my parents wanted me to be. Um, so that's that's something interesting that happens throughout our lives. It could be you know in these phases of Saturn return around being like 27 mm-hmm. to 32 years old. I had that. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I remember my Saturn return wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, and then really checking your field, your energetic field, and seeing what am I longing for? What am I craving? What is my root chakra craving? I mean, people who are very open, who are um, feeling there's maybe a lot of, like, guardian angels around us, I'm tapped into, like, these other sources, often have root chakra, sacral chakra issues, because it feels so nice and fluffy up here, right? Mm. It's, like, it's nice to hang out in this upper space where things are just, like, flowing, and you know, unconditional love. And that's not how our life looks like. I mean, we have all these things that's, you know, it's kind of like urging us to be rooted and to be grounded where we are at in our lives. So that's where most of the issues for us lay, or if you want to call it issues, challenges, experiences mm-hmm. that we want to go that's through. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's an experience at the end. It's, it's something we want to understand for ourselves and understanding, I mean, from the heart. Mind. So
0: it's interesting terminology that you're using. Like for me, with my education, I don't know actually a lot about the chakras or what would be considered root mm-hmm. chakra. So could you talk more about that? Like yeah. what would be a root chakra issue or like lesson for somebody to learn? How would they know it's their root chakra that they need to focus on?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. We have these different um, energy centers in our body. I mean, our body is this whole connection of everything flowing and and being in communication with one another. And you can um, really align the spine to these um, seven energetic systems that we have. And it starts with the root chakra, which is like all the way at the bottom of the spine. And it's like a really um, beautiful red color if it's aligned and if it's like pulsating. And then right above it, underneath the navel point, we have sacral chakra, which is like creativity, sexual life, um, our embodied goddess. So these are often the, the fields where we crave for more, where we feel we need to be better, where we compare ourselves to others, especially if we talk about social media, for example. Mm. Um, these are the issues where we feel we are not yet good enough, where we need to become somebody else, have more success, um, bigger paychecks. All these issues are aligned with those two chakras. Mm. So the, the base, like something yeah.
0: very much like deep identity yeah. or... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about myself. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also thinking about pain. I mean, a lot of my study has mm-hmm. been in the physical body. Yeah. So I think about like stagnation that I get in my sacrum or yeah. pain that I get in my lower back. So it's interesting to have a conversation with you about it and mm-hmm. think about it from a different kind of perspective.
1: Yeah, and a lot that happens on, on our backside actually um, tells us about things that we carry on from others, mm. our parents, our ancestors, something. If you, if you believe in reincarnation, something that you brought into this life that you still want to work on. So that's a lot of the stuff that's like on our backs, on our shoulders, on our lower back we carry with us energetically. Mm, that's so interesting.
0: Yeah, I feel in other conversations that I've had on this podcast and just thinking about my own work, I know that a lot of what I do in my life now is very much connected to like ancestral healing mm-hmm. and to things that have gone on with my family members and like in the past, like things that aren't even aren't even mine. Yeah. So it's It's funny that it's comforting for me to hear Mm -hmm. you affirm that. Yeah. And also this idea of that it's not always like our trauma or our sadness or our pain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's a learning. Like for me, it has been like an immense learning to understand. I can look at this for something saying that it's like it's dramatic. It's going to be a lot of work. I'm going to be so energetically drained. I have to look into so many things and I feel overwhelmed before I even started. Mm Or I can like be in this flow and be curious and see what's going to come up and what is this that's triggering me or my body and what do I, what do I actually need? What is my, my spirit craving for at this moment? How can I serve myself and comfort myself and care for myself in this moment? And then it gets this easiness and with this easiness, I feel I'm more relaxed looking into things and I'm not a ticking time bomb but sometimes <laughs> feeling like, <clears throat> So how I mean talking about the real world like how do
0: people make that switch like what are some tips or how can people check in because a lot of times we find ourselves like already at that edge before we realize like okay we've gone too far like I've already like tripped into something.
1: Yeah I think it's really important to understand that we need something else every day. I was one of these people who thought that I need one ritual one routine that I'm going to implement every day. It's really not working for me because I understood that I, like the moment I get up in the morning, I have this one moment that I say thanks for, for being here, for being in this body, for having a new day. But everything that comes after that is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it means I, I go to yoga class or it's the kind of food that I prepare myself um, in the morning. So I really want for people to understand it's important to get to know you it's important to understand that you might need different things every day and that's totally okay. Um, so from starting from that, give yourself time and space to grow, to really let yourself grow into the direction that you need and take the pressure off. Because the moment that we are so like cringed up and thinking, like, oh, I need to get this done, mm-hmm. and why is this not happening, mm-hmm. it's happening for her, like, am I not good enough? It's, it's going to be intense. It's going to be intense, right? So really understand that you can be there where you're at and you can be good. Um, take this moment to breathe. Take this moment to come back to your body. You might want to do the meditation we did before um, to really, you know, it can be five minutes. It, it's not that much, but really have those five minutes that you connect with yourself again so you get out of your head, out of your mind, and come back to your body, come back to your heart, and that's the shift. That's the whole thing, because being stuck in your mind, you're gonna have more pressure, you're gonna have more comparisons, you're gonna have more of these moments that you think. You think, you analyze, you strategize, and and that's a good thing when it comes together with the heart. I believe firmly that the mind has the ideas, and it it manages ways to make it happen, but your heart brings in a passion, Mm. and it shows you direction. Mm. It's like a compass, it's like, it's giving you the direction that you need to walk to. So having these two work together is going to be the best process for you.
0: Yeah, it's something I talk about a lot with my clients. I mean, it's another way of talking about balance. Yeah. You know, you can be successful or you can achieve or you can check all the things on your to-do list, but if you don't feel good, if you are empty, if you... Feel like drained or lonely? Then what's the point, yeah, right? Yeah, something's probably wrong. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, maybe I mean, especially because you come from a whole different world, like me, actually. Um, uh-huh. The corporate life. How did you? How did you make the switch? Like, like this podcast is a lot about giving examples and and talking about like how women reclaim the lives that they wanted for themselves and stop doing things according to what society tells us or what our parents tell us or like Mm -hmm. how we see other people are doing things like really making mindful decisions which sometimes make other people unhappy in order to be true to ourselves or to feel good in our lives so what was what was that journey like for you
1: it's actually a journey to come back to where where i've already been Mm. so growing up i i had a family that Um, that's quite spiritual, but also my mom used to work in corporate, but she was also an astrologer. So it's like interesting to have these two elements already combined for me as a child. And I've already, I I think every child sees aura in some way. Like we feel how animals feel. We can talk to stones and plants. I mean, that's what, you know, children bring with themselves. They have this connection. And for me, um, the way I grew up, I, I figured this is, help people do it. This is like, we, we talk to plants. <laughs> we have <laughs> angels and you know we bless each other and we bless our food and it has been a harsh awakening to see that the other parents, the other families don't do it that way. So I, I think it must have been like, I don't know, like 13, 14 that I actually understood people are doing things differently mm. and the way that we do it, that I do it is the wrong way. So it has, you know, brought me that feeling that bitterness of separation, of not feeling one with the others, of feeling different, of not being right, um, not being the right kind of woman, the right kind of girl. And it has been a really strong pain that made me believe I need to shut everything that I'm feeling and seeing from the spiritual world off. I need to become one of them, I need to be the same. So to my surprise, it actually worked. (laughs) I, I spoke to them and I said, I don't want to hear you anymore. I don't want to feel you anymore. I don't want to have all these ideas and I don't want to have visions and dreams. So I, I just want to be like normal. And it worked and they stopped communicating. And it kind of like became this gray world, I must say, that's been like the, the energy, the, the colors has been sucked out of it. But yeah, I, I was part of like the rest of the people suddenly. And then it took me about like five, six years uh, when I became really sick. And my body kind of refused to go on with life the way that I knew it. So this kind of chronic illness I be- that just kind of changed and mixed up my whole life brought me back to understanding something is not okay. Like the way I'm living my life right now, it's it doesn't seem to me like the best option I chose because my body, I'm, I'm really young still, but something is just not working the way I think it should. Um, so how do I heal myself? What do I need to start? Like how did this happen? How did I end up here in this moment of not being able to go to college, not being able to stand up in the morning, not knowing how does my day look like um, being really desperately needing help from like my family just to to come along every day. So yeah, it has really been an intense journey being 2021. 20, of starting to do self-healing courses, Reiki, masterships, uh, starting to travel self-healing um, groups and, and yoga groups and all of that to understand how do, I, how do I make myself well again? How do I understand that this body is my actual home mm-hmm. and if, if I'm not feeling good here, nothing is going to feel good. So did you have to like quit your life? to do that or? No, I actually did it all while working, like evening workshops, weekend trips, retreats. Um, I, I did all of that on the side, and the fun thing is I started working with, I was a journalist, so I started working with a lot of um, different colleagues coming into different magazine and offices, and people wanted like, to have me in their rooms all the time. It was really beautiful to see. Like they liked my my energy. They started telling me all these things that happened in their lives, and they they asked for counseling. So while actually doing my job as a journalist and being on this trip of, you know, gathering, gathering ideas of self healing, I started to work with others already, and it never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's really important what you're saying because a lot of
0: times we hold ourselves back or we hold out on ourselves because we might be afraid of what people might think or what they might say or that it won't work out or we, whatever it might be. But when we really come out and live our truth and express who we are and let people see that, it gives other people permission to yeah. to come out and it you actually are creating space for yourself and simultaneously showing other people how to create space for themselves and it's really powerful in that way absolutely
1: and I'm, I'm still like so grateful for these colleagues because they were the ones that healed what i didn't have when i was in high school they gave me that that momentum of it's okay like you're you're needed in that way too and back then i needed to hear that i needed to feel that and it gave me this this feeling of security in myself and it, yeah I'm, I'm so grateful and that's so
0: interesting <laughs> because they're not like spiritual junkie kind of people oh, they were God, just no. like corporate like <laughs> journalist
1: kind of people yeah. right <laughs> yeah just talking about everyday life you know things coming up in relationships and, and all of that so yeah it, it was just like I think it was a, a beautiful push from the universe to get back on my feet and to understand like oops, what exactly did I say no to like in order to make my body um, become so sick And it's such a universal experience.
0: Like, you know, there's certain points when we get so sick that you have to pay attention, right? Like that's when our body is just like, all right, you can't ignore this anymore. Like we need to deal with this now. But there's many levels and shades Mm -hmm. along that process before you even get to that point. But it's only through ignoring that that yeah. you ultimately would allow yourself to get to that point. Yeah, how much pain do you need? Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of us are used to in our culture mm-hmm. where we also have so many different um, remedies or options for ways to ignore our pain, mm-hmm. whether it's through conditioning or, or messages, you know, like, or whether it's through medication or whether it's through society, like, telling you that what you're struggling through isn't real or that if you would just mm-hmm. be tougher or different or buy this product, then yeah. you wouldn't feel that kind of way anymore, where the actual remedy is just to do the simple thing, which is just to confront it or just yeah. to be with it or just to ask yourself, yeah. what, what's up? Like, what do I want? Like, what do I need? And how can I be the one to give myself exactly that?
1: Yeah, and I think we, we carry this medicine we carry the medicine to every problem we bring into our lives. So if we tap into the source of ourselves, being in this medicine, we can we can heal all of these aspects. But you're not going to gain that by being on the outside and focus on you know all these shiny, glorious products and stuff. It's really yeah, it's really all about coming home. Mm, that's really beautiful. What
0: do you say? I mean, th- there's something that I think about which is um, how a lot of people get like tripped up in a certain methodology or they get caught up in a certain healer or guru. And um, it's almost like it becomes another way of looking outside of yourself at the shiny thing that's out there as Mm -hmm. if that's what's going to cure you or fix you, right? Yeah.
1: Like, I never had that. I never had that one teacher. I've seen it with a lot of people. From my own experience, I think I learned very early on that it's not going to be one way, one method, one tradition for me, but it's really about understanding what do, what does the future need? Like how, how we as a generation of people coming together can actually heal and, and starting by ourselves to really bring us this peace, to really tapping into this medicine and whatever source speaks to us, whatever method speaks to us in this moment is the right one. Hmm.
0: I, I really I really like that because I've made that mistake in my life too where I thought I needed a ritual or a way of doing it. And even in my own personal practice, I used to only do one type of work with people w- through the body and it was only through not limiting myself in that way anymore Mm -hmm. and combining all of the gifts and all of the training and all of the experience that i have in my life that i was able to really shift and do the work that i'm here to do and like really be my full self and not like try to do things a certain way the way that somebody else taught me to be and it's been incredible to see like how my clients change because of Mm -hmm. it and how my feeling changes because of it and like what I know is possible change because of it too so beautiful yeah it's it's really a great point that you bring up about that we can get so caught up in like the right way or I remember I was having a conversation once with a friend about meditation and she was just like no it, I don't meditate that way I only meditate this way <laughs> and it's like I was like, why? And then I was like, this is the most pretentious conversation I've ever had. I have to stop. We were like in a restaurant and I was like, did anybody just hear
1: us say that? Like, no, only this way of meditation is the way I was like, oh my God. But it's so true. I mean, people get this message of the why am I meditating? I'm meditating because I need to optimize. Mm. Or I'm meditating because I need more freedom, more peace. There's a reason why I do it. But actually, it's about having no reason. It's about just being with yourself again. And that's so funny how we, we need this why that's so much bigger than ourselves to really, you know, being brought in all these things that we're doing. And it's bringing our focus away. It's shifting our focus away from us. So it's really all about, can I be with myself? Can I just sit here with myself and breathe and that's enough? Isn't that amazing how hard that is? Yeah. <laughs> like how did this happen? How can we not be with ourselves anymore without like Instagramming it or something? And and it's still not enough because then we are focused on something else again. So it's really all about, can I just be? Mm. And be okay with this. And it's okay that there's no shiny filters on top and it's okay that my breath is not coming all the way down or it's really shallow right now and and that's okay and I can just really really be in this loving place for myself without having to do anything
0: yeah this is this is great what you're bringing up it's I haven't had a conversation like this about the freedom of trying so many different things or just asking yourself in the moment like what would be the best thing for you yeah but I think as part of that you um, you can really bring that perspective because you've had so many different experiences and so many different trainings and I know that you do a um, course on teaching people about ritual mm-hmm. um, so maybe do you want to talk about some of your favorite things to do or some really interesting stuff that you've learned
1: yeah what you know pow ceremony that's the course that's something that I wished for back then <laughs> It's something that I wished I had as a tool for myself as a self t- study program to do from home in my own pace in my own time amount that I have per week to really learn to handle energy. And by handling, I mean, what do I need right now? Where am I at? How is my own energy right now? What's draining me? What's giving me power? Where am I feeling empowered right now? Um, and to understand that there are different rituals, ceremonies that we can use. I love to work with water. I think water is one of the elements right now we need to really focus on, especially thinking that, you know, most of our bodies are made out of water. Mm -hmm. So if the water on our outside isn't okay, the water on our inside cannot be okay either Mm -hmm. because there's this alignment, and water also resembles emotions. So really watching and working with our own water and being aware and being in ceremony with water is something that brings us back to our emotions big time. Wow. And you know, you learn all of these different ceremonies um, that are from Bali, from... I've been in Tibet for a long time. I've been in Peru. So I, I really aligned all of these different traditions to make you understand there is something out there that's going to speak to you. And if you find it and if you find that... Mm, that that craving I talked about in the beginning and how to nourish yourself with that, you're going to learn so much more about your own energy and what you need throughout your whole life. You can always return to this and, you know, one day you need a little bit more of this, the other day you're going to need a little bit more of that, and that's totally okay, but you can learn how to balance it for yourself. And, yeah, the course is really successful in Germany already. Are you going to do it in English? I've yes. been waiting for you to do it in English. <laughs> yes, it's going to be launched next year in English. Oh, amazing. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a three-month program. You do it from home, and you have all of these different ceremonies. There's a one uh, once-per-week live ceremony where we come together as a group, um, digitally, obviously, and it's really, I see the people that, you know, already completed this and they changed their life and it gives me so much joy to see how this is possible with all these people from around the world to really align and to speak for themselves and to step into their truth and it makes me so proud. Mm.
0: Yeah you're um, touching on something important which is that we've lost touch with ritual in this modern day and time and I think meditation is an example of a ritual and it's become quite popular or quite known but that there's so many other gifts and um and experiences that we can give ourselves that have um different elements or like different feelings Mm -hmm. to offer different things to teach us too and what our modern day rituals are a lot now especially in cities is like meeting for a drink or like having a meal together or it revolves around like consuming something or Mm -hmm. buying something and so ritual can be such a powerful way for people to come together and share a deeper experience and exchange energy and connect with each other but but we don't have the anyone passing down those traditions to us anymore or we come from so many different cultures that we don't know how to like connect in Mm -hmm. that way and and you see this like monoculture that's happened in the world yeah um and this like just way that that everything like melted in the middle so i think it's really beautiful that you're offering people this way of of learning and and connecting and i know i'm very excited (laughs) to do this course when it comes out i really want to learn more about it
1: yeah it's really something that's been This is the funny thing, you know, I could have planned this from my mind and I could have been, you know, strategizing all of these steps that I need in order to do this program. But what actually happened is I have been in meditation. This term came to me, pow ceremony, and I was like, okay, like, what am I supposed to do? I checked it in May. It was still available. Like, these are the things that you can not make up in your mind, you know. So I believe every time you receive one of these, of like visions coming to you in whatever way, listen. Oh, we're so good at not listening, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: yeah, you know, I do, I get acupuncture a lot. And one of the reasons is because when I'm full of needles, I can't move. <laughs> so I have to listen to everything that's coming for me. Whatever works, yeah, works. I just know at this point. Or getting like a really hard massage, you know, yeah. like, But but that's true, you know, when we give ourselves that kind of quiet things come i call them downloads you know um but a lot of times we hear that and it's so easy to say right after that won't work or that's not for me or that's not possible or just like right away to go to that place of no right
1: yeah yeah we need to learn to to be with that and as i said it's okay (laughs) Mm. it's okay to not know it's okay to start to listen again it's okay to have your doubts about it and and to still do it To Actually, I I love this term of like taking your fear, taking your fear's hand and to walk on. Mm. Because it's not about being fearless or about being so brave that fear cannot touch you. I'm full of fear still all the time. Yeah, me too. So it's really about listening to what is my fear telling me right now and to do it anyways, to not let yourself be stopped, but to actually learn from the experience of What do I need? Like, what do I need in order to do that step?
0: And yeah. Yeah, I find just universally with myself with my clients uh, in having these conversations that when you have such a strong reaction to something, Mm -hmm. it's definitely a message that you need to go deeper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whether it's jealousy or whether it's anger or whether it's fear or and and actually a lot of the the emotions that I'm talking about right now are what we would label negative emotions Mm -hmm. or things that we don't want to feel and i just know at this point and i teach everyone that they're just signs right yeah. they're just messengers and they're trying to tell us something listen so, there's
1: no negative or positive emotions yeah. <laughs> we need so much more to learn about the, our feelings yeah it's just that we have permission <gasps> yeah. or we've taught been taught that to
0: feel happy or joyful mm-hmm. or excited yeah that's totally cool but to cry or to yeah. scream like that that's not something that we want to um, experience in our life
1: Absolutely. I actually think that we need to learn again that it's just energy. Yes. It's just, it's like a, like a motor. It's, it's bringing us all this energy, asking us to do something. And I, I believe anger is the best one. Anger gives me so much energy. I feel like the best runs, I, I can do like the most creative stuff when I'm really angry because this energy wants to get out. Mm-hmm. It wants me to do something. It wants me to dance. It wants me to scream. And it's amazing. It's really like this cleansing feeling of, okay, let's create something out of this. But you know at this point, and I'm hearing you talk, how to use your anger constructively.
0: Oh, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm glad that you said that out loud. (laughs) If only I went for a run every time I was angry, my butt would look totally different. My relationships would be totally
1: different.
0: (laughs) Like, let's not ask the husbands. Okay, cool. So sometimes we don't use our anger as constructively as we want. Yeah. To build on what you're saying, it's a lot of energy and it's looking for some kind of release. Yeah. So while we could yell at some poor undeserving husband (laughs) (laughs) or write an angry comment on Uh a social media post or something like that, we also could learn to use our energy towards something that we want instead of just against something that we don't want, right? Absolutely.
1: Exactly. And... To me, it's it's really about mm, how do I best put this? About unlearning what we learned about our feelings, because so much has been passed down to us as a collective field of, as you said, there's negative, there's positive. How do I how do I live with like I just want to have the positive and all this you know on the outside, the commercials, the the magazines, all of them. Bringing us this idea of my life needs to be this happy version of everything is just cool and I'm always at my best and that's not what life is all about. We need like the night, the light needs the shadow, the the fullness needs the emptiness and something that popped up for me personally lately has been the eastern or the western. You know, we, we try to really look how do I gain more in this new year? How do I make more? How what do I want to invite into my life? Whereas the Eastern really look into how, how can I release more in order to make room for something that wants to come up. How can I let go? So it's really about these two different aspects that we, yeah, need to or are invited to look at again and to unlearn what we have been passed on and really asking ourselves, what am who am I in this
0: balance? Yeah, balance, balance. That's right. It's so important to remember that. That even, you know, we but we anyway balance ourselves that even when we got like super angry and we like let something out after that comes a bit of peace or a, yeah. comes a bit of quiet. But at the same time, whatever energy we put out, it will come right back at us, too. So totally. I, I just think of the
1: ocean that it comes yeah. out and it goes in, it comes out Nature and it goes in. It tells us this every single day. It might be the moon and the sun. It might be day and night. It might be you know, cycles of nature we're passing on into this different cycle right now. So it's really about looking on the outside and understanding that we too go through these cycles and we too need this duality and to understand that the day isn't better than the night Mm. and, you know, that the sea isn't isn't better when the waves are higher. So how can I be with myself and and see that I'm in my fullness good enough?
0: Yeah, that's really important because if you we're always thinking that one way was better than the other. Mm-hmm. You could never be at peace wherever you are. But when you have that kind of context, like, you know, something that I used to tell myself when I was having a super rough time when I was in high school before before I knew any of this stuff, I just, somebody told me the phrase, this too shall pass. Oh yeah, powerful. Right? And then another evolution of that uh, phrase that I love is that, you are the sky and everything else is just the weather passing through oh sweet yeah Uh and just to have that kind of context and to remember Mm -hmm. like things come and things go people come people go emotions come emotions go opportunities come they go but we can get so stuck and so caught up especially when we're desperately trying to keep things a certain way yeah and that's where so much of that pain and struggle and suffering comes in when we have this idea of how it should be
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> I have this beautiful image from Abraham Higgs, I, I love their work. And there's this, this phrase that she's saying, we have this canoe and it's like this beautiful canoe that we bought and we bring it to the river and we get in and we have our paddle, and we really try to get upstream on this river that's trying to get us downstream and we are looking to left and right and there are people doing the same thing and then somebody has this really newer version of this canoe and we get so angry that we didn't buy that one. <laughs> and still we are like trying to get upstream, upstream, upstream and we are fighting and we are so exhausted. And it's all about just letting go and go downstream <laughs> but we don't want to because we look to left and right and we feel we need to like all bring this power on to get somewhere that we have actually no idea where it's leading us to right <laughs> but we're in it so yeah, yeah. and it, and and from
0: to build on that it just, you know, you look side to side at what everyone else is doing and you're Mm -hmm. like, this is it. Yeah. This is what we're doing and this is how hard it is and this is the energy it takes and I guess I'll buy a bigger, better canoe next time. Exactly. But it just takes one person to just like let go and go downstream to open people's awareness and consciousness. Like, huh, maybe there's like a different way that we could do it and (laughs) it looks pretty fun when you
1: just go downstream like that. And so relaxing too. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that has a lot of power in, in letting flow. Again, speaking of water, it's really it's really interesting to understand our own cycles and the cycles of, you know, our body as women, we, we know exactly when to let go of things. Our body knows when it needs to let go. So it's really understanding ourselves on a deeper level and being okay with that. Mm. And and letting that flow happen mm. in all aspects of our being.
0: Yeah. Water is so powerful for me too. It's a lot of what I learned in in my practice when I studied as a Grimberg Method Mm -hmm. practitioner, which was so um, like body-based. So it was very interesting that they focus on the elements. But water was a really big one for me because, A, when I was growing up, I had a lot of struggle with a lot of my emotions and Mm -hmm. as such as having them. And B, with my body because, I was never very thin, mm-hmm. and um, and I have a whole different vernacular that I use when I talk about my body, which is a lot about softness. Yeah. Instead of being like skinny or fat or having like labels like that, mm-hmm. I just realized that my whole life I was fighting my softness. Yeah. And um, and when I touch myself, when I feel myself, even how my husband talks about my body, it's just. Just how soft it is, like how good that softness feels. And that's been so much of a learning for me that, you know, it's, you don't even have to, I mean, whatever it is, if it's fat, if it's not, it's just liquid in your body. But we're all liquid. Yeah,
1: we are. (laughs) And
0: and how can you accept that? And my experience living in Germany was so enlightening for me because um, people there don't have a preoccupation with, how flat your stomach needs to be or, or maybe the culture in itself. Maybe Mm -hmm. some people do have that, but I I felt so much less the pressure of like needing my body to be a certain way or like sucking in my stomach Mm -hmm. a certain way and like going to the sauna, which is such a German thing to do. And everyone is like totally naked and it's just like no big deal. And you just have all these different bodies and people, I have a joke in my head that I know that like at any time there's, like, always going to be 50 Germans naked in a sauna someplace <laughs> in the world. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, we like
0: it. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. And also, like, the water of that, too. But yeah. it's such a different kind of energy when you can just allow, you know? Mm-hmm. When you don't have to, like, fight who you are, which is what society, especially in America tells you to do and tells you like what's wrong with you and like makes this ideal. And it's again, nothing about being skinny or being Mm -hmm. fat or how you should be, but how can you just allow that kind of flow, that kind of softness, that kind of acceptance in yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so healing to start exactly there and to understand that this is your home. This is your home. Like this body is all you got. If you're healthy, you will feel it. You have this vibrance and you have this energy and if you fall sick, you're gonna feel it. Right. Like there's, you know, not talking about pain, but there is so much that we um, still need to de from our body in order to come home from, because we wanna press it into that certain form that we think is like the right way of our body to look like. If we, if we stop that, the healing can actually flow to us. If we stop trying to give it that, you know, that look, that form. Um, the actual the actual body can express itself
0: yeah i i really appreciate that you keep bringing it back to how you can just allow yourself to heal how you can just allow the energy that you need to be there how like everything is accessible to us if we can just Mm -hmm. let go and stop trying to make things a certain way right yeah
1: i've seen that so often that I wasn't a believer like that before, but I've seen it happen so often to people I work with who have been sick. I have, you know, been working a lot. I'm a birth doula too, so I've been working a lot with spirit babies and to really understand that there is a certain information that's like in the space around us. So if we let these things happen and if we allow it to come in, and there's really nothing more to do. That's the fun fact. <laughs> it's it's not about doing more. It's actually about doing less and mm-hmm. to come home to yourself and to be. You know, really open to receive it. Um, that's when the shifts happen. Then we are aligned between our hearts, our mind. Then we are open. Then we are listening. Then we are receiving. Then we feel this momentum happening. And with that, we feel a bit lighter. And with this feeling of feeling a little bit lighter, we get up in the morning and we have that smile on our face. And we are grateful to be alive and to be in this body. And we get out and we get to work in a different, you know, vibe. And people on the street start smiling back at us. And just look a little bit better and it's really about bringing that on and bringing that vibration that frequency into everything that we're doing and it's not about doing more yeah i was going to (laughs) say it's not that
0: you have to like quit whatever job you have and like leave your relationship it's just a choice and a a practice too that like if you know how you want to feel and what you want to experience then taking on that responsibility for creating it more in your life or like bringing it more in your life and to take it back like doing a ritual every day or mm-hmm. giving yourself moments of things that you know will give you that yeah experience or pleasure or feeling that can just be the beginning of growing that in your life
1: yeah and to really take this moment of like as i said 5 minutes it's not about an hour or two a day that right. we need to like sit down and meditate it's really about doing it for yourself doing it without you know this idea of optimizing and to really sit with yourself to really practice that one thing you want to practice that day yeah and to be fully aware and to be fully there with yourself
0: yeah this was a a big lesson for me with meditation i realized i i used to put so much um stress on myself for Mm -hmm. meditating because it's meditation and (laughs) we're gonna do it and i need to clear my mind and you know and i realized only very recently about like this extra pressure that I made on myself. Like I'm not quiet and I need to say this mantra. And then I realized like, oh, I'm just going to give myself five minutes to just like sit and chill, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm just going to (laughs) like sit and just hang out with myself and just like, that's it. And anytime, and then I could watch myself in that time of like, of me starting to stress out about it. Like if my thoughts went someplace or if I heard a noise or whatever, And, and I can't even like begin to tell you like what a relief it was, Mm -hmm. you know, that I, I kind of was like, I'm not even going to call this meditating because (laughs) even that like puts this pressure on me if I'm like doing it right, if I'm Mm -hmm. getting the result or not. Like this is just like my, I'm going to sit by myself for five minutes and chill.
1: Yeah, it's a chill time. And that's
0: it. That's just, (laughs) just like it. And and it's and I, I guess it's meditation, you know, exactly. but it's just it gives me what I want, which is yeah. like quiet and peace and like definitely five minutes when I'm not touching my phone. Mm-hmm. And hey, if my dog like comes and starts licking my face, we didn't ruin it. You yeah. know, like it's actually beautiful. And yeah. and what I found was with meditation before I needed to like set a timer and like make it a thing. And with this kind of meditation, like when my five minutes was up, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to stop! Like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep <laughs> sitting here." And I really
1: like reframed what the experience was for me. Awesome. Yeah, it's so freeing. We we sometimes need this, and I totally, I totally agree with you. I had this when I when I was in India, and I people were meditating for like half an hour, and after like ten minutes, I was opening my eyes like. <laughs> Is anybody, like, still, like, in the zone of meditation? Because I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. And then I heard about um, Thich Nhat Hanh and his walking meditations and that, you know, eating your food can be a meditation. And I was like, ah, hmm. there's so many different ways. Think out of the box, you know, if, if the way... I love to just look at children and see how they play, how they draw a picture, and and it's meditating. They're fully aligned in the process of doing it. Mm. And the same with animals, you know, dogs playing around, and and they're they're there. They're really fully aware of what they're doing in the moment. So, yeah, coming back to this, and, and, you know, it's your chill time. It's my being creative time. And I can really, I'm visually drawn to what I'm doing. I'm there with all of my senses. That's the... That's the form you know, where, where you really recharge. Awesome.
0: So speaking of recharge, I know that all of your work is about recharging and giving people that kind of energy. Is there anything coming up that you want to tell people about or things that you're working on behind yeah. the scenes right now?
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to do a lot of retreats next year, so Ooh. it's really exciting. I am going to launch the POW ceremony course and there's going to be um, a weekend course happening upstate state new york yeah state new york in spring so that's something i'm really looking forward to and i'm going to travel a lot through europe so if people are feeling to come out into tuscany italy France, (laughs) 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 it's going to be a beautiful tribe out there and we're going to work a lot with like the the female goddess aspects and to really feel this inner flow um our cycles and working with that in ceremony I love to pass this on, especially turning to all these sacred spaces mm-hmm. that have this energy right there, like really aligned in, in Mother Earth. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot. And you can all see it on Instagram and my website, everything is going to be up there um, in the next couple of weeks. So, And I want to offer that
0: um, as an opportunity for women who are also like, looking to get more politically and socially activated and they're looking for like things to do that living life in a way that feels good for you like being an embodied female like giving yourself the freedom to live life on your terms and like use ceremony and ritual and different kinds of energy to like fully be and be fully expressed is another really powerful way to like take a stance politically and with social justice. And so to be someone that learns and then teaches others. So for anyone that is like signing petitions or marching and is like looking for something else for themselves and Mm -hmm. a different kind of energy in which to explore that connecting with other women in this plane is super feminist. Oh, yeah. And super vital for changing the world. I know that's like a huge part of why I'm doing this podcast and why I do this work with my clients and why I like to focus on empowering women. So I really wanted to offer that um, for people that might be looking for like another reason why they might want to get involved in this and yeah. an, another way to to change the world.
1: Yeah. And also we we are looking at both. I know there's a lot out there where people align to, like, the light <laughs> of the things, the, the beautiful parts of, you know, our female self. We're looking for working with the, the light version of our, uh, you know, our goddess, but also our black goddess to really align those two because we have those two powerful forces in ourselves. And if we really want to speak up, we really want to be in our energy and our um, empowered versions, we need to have the power of the both. We need to have, you know, embrace our darkness and our light. So it's going to be a lot of interesting work and a lot of shedding old skin. Well, it's
0: so um, right on time with what's (laughs) going on in this world right now. So, um, wow, I had a really great time talking to you. Yeah. I learned a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I am really excited to do your course. I often crave like ritual so much. Mm -hmm. And as someone that is going and doing and talking a lot um, to be able to like stop and, and have a really mindful conversation with a different kind of energy. This is really important and valuable for me and for everyone that's listening. So Thank you very
1: much. Thank you for having me. It's with, such a good time.
0: Total pleasure. So this is, again, Maria Christina Gabriel. She's a amazing spiritual mentor and a friend and a teacher. And uh, you'd be blessed to work with her, whether you're in person in New York City or anywhere in the world where she travels as well. Uh, I'm going to upload lots of links and her bio and um, some other stuff that we talked about to the show page. And you can follow her or on Instagram, and we're really glad that you tuned in today.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thanks for tuning in. I want to give a big shout-out to my awesome producer, Nikki Thomas. Much love to Ducks for my excellent theme music. And again, a big thanks to the openness and honesty and insights of Maria Christina Gabriel. For more information on what we were talking about, some links, and uh, different content that she shared with us, please go to our show page, www.radicallyselfish.com. And as always, my passion is connecting with amazing women that are doing amazing things. So if you're one of them or if you know someone that is, shoot me an email or connect with me on Instagram at Radically Selfish. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, hashtag do you because if you don't, nobody else will.